0: Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins who like to get together and talk about Christ. Joined by my two first cousins, Jeremy. Hello, hello. Chris. Hola. Oh, uh, I'm Jeff. It's uh, <clears throat> it's great to be with you guys again is. this evening talking about the, the Word of God. And uh <clears throat> seems like we're all okay. Sickness it's is kind of down. and It is. Uh, we're, we're glad to be back. Knock on and, wood. Uh, yeah, knock on wood. Uh so we're going to continue tonight talking about some of the parables of Jesus. We mentioned last week how uh, there's a specific reason I think Jesus taught in parables. They're they're easy to understand. They're relatable. kind of a, yeah, relatable, relatable. Yeah, a story format. But uh, as always, there's just so much really solid information that comes out of these. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about the parable of the rich man. <coughs> For those those of you following along, we're going to be referencing Luke chapter twelve. Verses 16 through 21. I'll read that now. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul? You have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So what do you guys think about that? Uh, A lot of good points coming out of that. Mm-hmm. six well, six verses
1: i mean it's it's funny to see and if anybody says that the bible is written for people back then and not here that completely relates to what we have to deal with today I agree. it's like people just
0: what I new agree. cars
1: and again not saying that uh, getting a new car is not bad or saving for retirement or all those things it's just the greed of it all is is
0: a huge problem and i think to echo your sentiment the underlying thing we're going to be talking about tonight—it's going to kind of anchor this whole discussion—is where does your heart lie? Uh, what is it where you put your effort? Where do you devote your most amount of energy toward? And we got to be careful, Jeremy. Any opening thoughts before we get going?
2: Yeah, I mean, kind of. If you just—we go back and just read the verse right before then—it kind of covers everything. Luke twelve fifteen, and he said to them, "Take care." And be on your guard against all covetousness, mm. for one's life does not consist of abundance of his possessions.
0: What does it mean to, <clears throat> to covet something, Jeremy? Just to want kind of desire. Need need, yeah. like you want Primary. something in life. You don't
2: need it in your life. You just yeah. want it in your but life. But you
0: see something and you covet that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And didn't the word covet designer, come up in the uh, that? the Ten Commandments? Didn't covet that neighbor's wife? I mean, there's mm-hmm. yeah. even then. But, yeah, you're right. Even though this was written many, many years ago, it's still very applicable. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, well, human nature has always been humans, human nature. You know what I mean? Like that. I don't think
0: that's changed. I really since... don't. It wasn't Solomon, didn't he tell us that there's nothing new under the sun? Right, right, absolutely not. I, I don't think, I, I tell some of my uh, Bible class students, human nature, as you said, doesn't change. It may come at us in different forms as society progresses. Or you might say a society devolves. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, oh, progressive. But we, we might, we're going to have these same temptations. They just might be in a different shape or form. There's different things. We we have exposure to different things, but we'll we'll continue with that. Let's start with our uh, first uh, discussion point. What do you guys think this parable teaches us about the value of material wealth?
2: Well, I kind of just covered it with Luke 12. I think it talks about. Covenant on the desire not to need the material things in your life. Okay, can me yes. stay clear of that stuff?
1: And again, I just uh, we'll probably clarify this multiple times. It's not about having paying your bills and, no, and everything no. like that. It's, it's not about like if you've got money in the bank. It's not that. It's just about where you place your heart.
2: Needs versus wants.
1: Correct. Needs versus wants, and and where like. You know, people will take the material wealth. They'll take all this other stuff. But, I mean, there's many points in the Bible that talk about, are you taking care of the needy?
0: Do you think Mm -hmm. as human beings, as Christians, that God takes care of our every need? Yes, he does. Jeremy? Yeah. I mean, it speaks in the Bible. And if he's doing that, why is it that we always feel like, at least maybe not everybody, but there's a lot of people who feel like they always want more? Why is that? Greed. Greed is a sin. Is it necessarily greed because we want
1: more?
2: It's human nature. Is that
1: greed? Yeah. Wants more.
0: I mean, that isn't that if you, if you got more it, than... Let me rephrase it, Chris. If you've got every <clears throat> need taken care of, you've got shelter, food, clothing, and you always want more. Like, say you want a bigger house. You want a better car. Is that great? Do you want that? It, I'm asking. I, 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 it, I think it depends if on... If
2: you've got a wife and one child and you need a 20,000 square foot house, yes, I think it Kay. is a, I think it is.
0: What if I were to say, God's taking care of us, we've got everything we need, so anything above that, why aren't we giving that to the poor and the homeless and, and trying to help less fortunate people? We why are we not doing that?
2: We should some of it back.
0: Well, we I sh- think you're you're right, sorry. You,
1: you are, like, their heart seems to be, it, again, if they've got the wealth for it and you're a Christian, you're supposed to be... it many verses in here preach you that you're supposed to be taking care of
0: other people not like
1: socialists not like that but like the people that are defined within the bible that you're
0: supposed to the needy saints because you feel like god widowers. has blessed us so much and so richly correct that it's just it's just the right thing to do to help other people who well, have we're less supposed than to us be. okay well Good i mean point. the
1: second the second greatest commandment is love my neighbor like you love yourself that to me encompasses taking care of them when they're in need
0: and i think both of you spoke to the fact it's really where your heart lies. Yeah. It's where you dedicate your most thought and your most energy now. As we move into number two, I want to finish with this on number one. When we think about the value of material wealth, when it's all said and done, what would we give in exchange for our souls? When it's all over. <laughs> I wouldn't give anything. Uh, Is this a trick question? <laughs> well, not really, but kind uh, no, of. It's rhetorical. Yeah. I think yeah, we know it's... the answer to that, but... Uh, are we actively thinking about that as we go through our lives, as we try to acquire more and more? Just, just keep qu- that in the back of your just mind.
2: Just a quick thought before we move on. Do you think someone could trade their soul
1: for something?
0: No, no. Okay.
2: You know, you no. grew up listening to that. I just want to see where y'all stand on. Yeah,
1: no. Do you?
2: Do I? I think to a certain extent, not with the devil, but yeah, you make a decisions. Oh, you're talking about the other way. You you make sure. decisions where like I'm going to do this, and it might take me away from my family. You may take a job. That pays more, but you know it's going to take you away from your family. You could drive maybe driving a wedge in it or something, where you're not around as much. You're kind of trading off that money for the time with your family. Not, now I'm not talking about jobs where you're just working. I'm talking about jobs that you might travel a lot okay. or something to that extent, or you have put you in a thing like, say a, a high job like a, of a boss that just you're not with your family. If you're if you're at work twenty hours a day and you're only spending four hours at home, you're not there enough. You're trading. Whether you like it or not, you're trading. Your time is more important to you for that job than your family.
0: And as horrible as it would be to drive a wedge between yourself and your Mm -hmm. family, what if you're driving a wedge between yourself and God? And that's another thing, because God should come first. We're going to get to that. All right, i got a really tough question for you. What type of treasure should we be trying to acquire? The relationship with God.
1: Growth as a Christian. Heavenly treasure? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which, what is heavenly treasure? A got a relationship with God, right?
0: Uh, this God's would be love. an appropriate time, I think, uh, Chris. Have you got Matthew 6 and verse 33?
1: All right, Matthew 9 night, uh, Matthew 6:19 through 21. Um, do not store up yourselves, do not store up for yourselves treasures on he- on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart
0: will be also. Thanks, Chris. And in, in verse 21 specifically echoes what you both said about uh, where your treasure is, that's, that's where your heart
1: is. Well, we've mentioned it numerous times here. Where you spend your time is where you're, you're not, your true desire is. If I spend the majority of my time playing video games and not studying, then that's where my heart truly lies. It, it's not with God. You spend your
0: time where your heart desires. And you know what? As we talk about these things, I apply this to myself. Yeah. I'm... Uh, It really is. Uh, It's something I think it's pertinent for everybody. But um, yeah, to answer that question, we're trying to build up treasure in heaven. That's where our focus and efforts need to be. Number three, we often check our earthly bank accounts. When was the last time we checked the balance of our heavenly bank accounts? And that might be a little bit... To play on words or... That's yeah, little, but but little the point, point is, we are on this earth. It seems like we're constantly focused on our financial situations yeah. and whether we can afford. Um, I'll probably check yes, or we can afford every that. day. You know, what I mean? yeah. like I always check. I have something that reports it to me. In well, the you morning.
2: should be checking your heavenly one because with praying every day, reading God's word every day, talking to God every day, it's kind of like with Paul in First Thessalonians five six, ten to eighteen. It says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing." Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you.
0: So, That's a good
1: one. So I have a question. How do you? All right. So how do you guys check your? We'll keep. We're going to go with the heavenly. Bank That's account. a good question. How do you on. check your check your own? Well, how, do you, how, do you, yeah, how do you check your heavenly? How do bank I know? Account? Because I don't. I mean, okay. Well, let me ask you I don't you think this. I'm worthy of of anything that's offered you know what i mean because we talked last <laughs> week about being we're not good people well,
2: let's, let's talk about how you're keeping your faith strong you don't let your faith get grow stale which we'll get on that later are we
0: concerned <clears throat> about our spirituality every day should
2: be, yeah
0: <laughs> and, 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 it, and we are are we giving that as much focus and thought as we do uh our financial situations yeah. on this earth yeah are we sitting here every day before we go to bed tonight like Am I living the kind of life that I should to the best of my abilities? Am I praying for the strength that I need to overcome those faults that I have? Well, maybe the, that's kind of checking your account. I don't
2: know. One of the first podcasts we done. I don't know if it ever made Spotify because the first two were so bad. Auto, you know, auto the auto on it was horrible. The audio, as I brought up a really question, sound like the
1: substitute <laughs> teacher or whatever. Yeah,
2: but one of the questions i brought up and this is not my thing it's just kind of something to guide you where your faith is is if you died today who would be the first person you would want to see in heaven and what i believe should be the correct answer because you're supposed to love him more than any other father mother wife child if first person you want to see in heaven is any other than jesus then maybe you need to work on your faith more and build your relationship with God more.
0: Good point.
2: Because he's the one that sacrificed everything for you. And, and you can say, well, I want to see my mother because you're that, and I get that. But Jesus died on a cross and took a beating that we all deserved. I know I deserved it for one. And he did that for me and you, and he should be the one that you go for.
0: Good point there, Jeremy. So are we actively trying to store up riches in heaven? <clears throat> We should be. If we're not. Are we putting more effort in our day-to-day activities thinking about heavenly things than we are earthly? And That's probably a good question to ask. That's rhetorical. We're asking each other. Yeah. We're well, asking ourselves All right, that.
1: so if you had to, like, how do you feel about it, like, right now where you are? Like, all right, so for me personally, I feel the pray without ceasing. That one is, it weighs on me quite a few times because I realize that I'll go a while without praying or, like, even making a mention, and then I'm like, okay. And there I get in really good streaks of it of doing it all the time. Like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll pray. It always makes me go back to sleep yeah. now a lot quicker. Or during the day, too. Like, I'll try to, uh, I don't know, try to focus on it, but I get distracted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, this I, I world get, is distracting. distracted by it. I get distracted by, yeah, by work. And, and it, it.
2: happens. Well, luckily for me, what I do is I pray every time I eat, and luckily I eat a lot. <laughs> <So. laughs> you
1: yeah, haven't made a muffin joke and, or a cupcake joke in a while. Yeah, no, we got to get those my... back in the
0: podcast.
2: Yeah, we do. But, yeah. uh, no, just everybody I think I should do more you I don't think you'll ever be satisfied where you're at I think you're always striving to get more and if you are stagnant saying I'm doing enough I'm not doing it anymore that you should worry yeah I've done my time I've served (laughs) you know it
0: makes me very thankful for the grace that we have through Jesus Christ I'll I'll tell you that
2: and I'm not perfect by no means and can I pray more yes I can pray more should I Talk to God more on a daily. Yes, hundred percent. Should I give more thanks throughout the day? Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's it is. It's something that weighs when, weighs on you when, especially when I realize I haven't in a while that it that it kind of hits me. I'm like, whoa, I've had opportunities to do so. It's just my mind wasn't there, and that makes me feel you know.
2: And I kind of got this again. I bring it up. I was talking about it again what happened to Peter when he's turned and started looking at all the water and the waves yeah, and
0: fell. the wind. Mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, I like hearing that. Because yeah. that really kind of brings a lot of this home. If, uh, if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we're not going <clears throat> well, okay, to sink. That every day. Right. Leads us to another uh, another interesting question. <clears throat> Why is it dangerous to become satisfied and complacent? And when I say satisfied and complacent, I'm talking about our relationship with God. Our Christianity should Almost, we ever he be feels satisfied? feels like he
1: made it. You know what I mean? Like he's ran the good race and he's he's done. Like he's done his part. Did, but do you but take anyway, that as complacency? You know, yeah, when you reach a certain level and you you come up Paul good, was being complacent. No, I feel like this parable. He was complacent he said, yeah, oh, yeah I he do said totally. I've sort so much stuff." i I feel like the dangers. I it, the thing you mentioned is just what Jeremy just said. If you take your eyes off God, you start falling. This guy—that's the danger. You <clears> your relationship—you fall away from your relationship with
0: God. The rich man was blessed a great deal. So much so that he didn't have enough storage for his stuff. Yeah. His crops and grain. Good problem to have. So, I think the fault is, okay, he's going to tear these down, the, the existing barns down, <clears throat> and get new ones. But I think at that point, he's starting to give himself credit for this. Oh, 100%. To where he says, soul, look, you got it made. Now you can just kick back, eat, drink, and be merry, and all's good but we know that that's not the right thing. I don't thing. think
1: anything in there and you can correct me wrong that he said he was blessed from God with these riches. He talked about himself, I right? don't believe he ever said. It that. made it seem like it was just him. It was his
0: control, his doing. Yeah. Well, would Jeremy, you... as far as being a Christian, why would it be dangerous to be satisfied <clears throat> and be complacent with where you where you're at?
2: Why would it be complacent? It would just you'd be stagnate your faith.
0: If Is it good to be stagnant? What do you no. think about when you think about stagnant? Like dirty water that's got, you know, <clears throat> scum in it. And, you want it?
2: Here we go. Yeah, if you could just read Revelations 3, 15 to
1: 16. Do you want me to get it? hmm Okay. Take it, Chris. All right, so, so there's a reference in here. Let's look at Revelations 3, verse 15 through 16. 15. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth.
2: Yes. Now, we have a disagreement on what this means.
0: A debate. You want me to start with mine, where you can come in afterwards?
2: I, I can go ahead and tell everybody mine, and, and a lot of people's going to disagree with me out there, but I'm, I'm good with it. So, um, Laodicea, it had no water source and to the east or west of it you had uh Heropolis, which had hot springs they're about 95 degrees and is good for washing and keeping healthy Is a healthy spring you know to wash your dishes wash everything wash yourself and then you had uh if i say this right uh cooless however you say it And it had river water. Is that a city? It's a city, both of them were. And it's a city, and it had fresh running water from the river, which was cold. And when Jesus is talking about this, he's actually talking about, a lot of people taking, and I think y'all do, that cold is the bad. But I don't perceive it that way. The way I perceive it is he's talking about drinking water. And hot water has its purpose for cleaning. It's a healthy thing to keep you healthy. Cold water is refreshing. It revitalizes you. So he's basically saying Laodicea was like lukewarm water, which serves no purpose. You can't clean with it. You can't drink it to refresh yourself from the heat of the day.
0: Can we make the reference in light of the historical context that you Mm -hmm. provided us, that when Christ is telling Laodicea that he knows their works Mm -hmm. and that because they're lukewarm, that... Their being lukewarm is not a good thing. No, so much saying. so that yes. he spews them out of his mouth. Yes, and that's kind of what I take from this, and, and, and kind of tying that back in with being satisfied and complacent. To me, if you're if you're satisfied with where you are, and this could be whether you're we're talking about our Christianity, if you're an athlete, uh, Chris, is that a good thing to be satisfied? Because uh, in some regards, I feel like you're either advancing forward. You're getting better and stronger, or you're getting. You're either going
1: or, one way or the other. You can't you're just never stay on the just, dime, You're right? never just there. Even to even be like lukewarm or something, you have to do enough to just maintain. And, that, and that's but, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I just you have to progress, and it's it's terrible to just stay in that state.
2: And that's what Jesus was saying. Is like what Jeff said. Is that they were lukewarm. They were stale. There was no desire to reach out. There was nobody there. If you went to their church, he's basically saying, in my opinion. There is no cold water here to drink to replenish you. Like you ever had somebody, somebody in your church that just, anytime you're around them, it's just refreshing, and it yeah. just helps build yourself. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then you got the the hot water, which is something that can be cleansed and health. You got that one person in your church it's like, oh, it's healthy to be around. It's helpful for me to be around them. to helps my spirit and grow in the faith. And that's how I take this, and that's why the Laodiceans, or whatever their name was, if I'm saying it right, I apologize. You know what? Here's how you say things in the Bible that you don't know, just say it with confidence. Yeah, just say should, it with confidence. I'm glad to see it. And, and just to say they yeah. were lukewarm and there was no value. You couldn't drink the water and you couldn't clean with the water or bathe with the water.
1: And, and the opposite side of this, the way, and I'm not going to speak for Jeff, but the way we talked about it was that hot and cold means hot and cold. Hot, you're mm-hmm. either a Christian, that's growing your faith, or you're someone who's not even in the faith, a non-Christian.
2: Yes, and a lot those, of people take it that way. That that's they the way they I, think I take the it. Code it means unbelievers. unbelievers. I take it that way, but I th- yes. then I can understand
0: too. I don't uh, take it that way. I've never thought about the context that you put it in. And, and well, I think, that's interesting. I think the lukewarm Christians,
1: and and part of the reason that it's you know you're you're dabbling on both. It's that person that rides both sides of the fence. The, you know, a lot of times people get more heat on that because you're like, pick a side.
0: Looks well, like a politician. Court. We exactly you wavering know, you really
1: back and forth, and also that influences people in my mind. Absolutely. you got these people that are gosh. half and half that are influencing other Christians. Yeah. You know, you'd rather just can we? Say God wants to keep them away, but
2: well, he's talking about too. Where I way, way I take it, perceive it is that the cold is a good thing here because Jesus had rather you at least have faith in Him than not be anything at all. Where he's saying, like we all know these people. That are, we don't know them, not per se, we know them. But there's people that you'll see maybe at your church anywhere in the country or in the world that they'll be there on Sunday morning. They don't stay for Bible study. They're not there early for Bible study. They're just there on Sunday morning. You won't see that person again throughout the week till the next Sunday, maybe, if they said show up that week. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just pointing at myself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I mean, you're, you're here right now, though. I mean, I'm talking about people. Dear,
2: dear, anybody can be a Christian on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or Wednesday night. It, you're defined being your Christianity is when you're not in the building, when you're out in the world and you're giving
1: back. I think, I think this is one where we're gonna have to dive into another discussion on it because we yeah. both
0: separate. I, I don't agree with that, but it's fine. I don't know enough Let about me, the water yeah. section of it. Let me ask um, and see if you two can agree on this. Is it dangerous to be satisfied and complacent with your Christianity?
2: You should never be satisfied. It's very you dangerous. should always want And to.
0: can we ever do enough to broaden the borders of God's kingdom? Do we ever feel like we've reached a point where we've done enough that we've had a lesson on that? You, uh, you people should, who have retired from service? Do we have a
2: quota we're trying to meet? <laughs>
0: right. Once we hit the certain, we up, should, once we get 10, you we're should good. should
2: never have a quota.
0: Can we ever do enough to broaden the borders of God's kingdom? The answer to that is no. I, I think there, no. there are
1: things as you get older, things change. Your your responsibilities could potentially change, but there's always a way to serve God.
0: There's always something there's you always can
1: always do. There's always a role you Teach can fill. Him. Just especially teaching,
2: given like uh, older Christians should be there for the younger Christians, and I'm not talking about necessarily age wise. I'm talking about somebody that's been in. The, you can be 30 years old and been a Christian for 15 years, and a 40 year old man like who just joined, just joined, can yeah. come in. You're an older Christian than he is, right? And right. you should be able to teach that man, and he should have be humble enough to take a, and learn from a younger person, or even the older people.
0: Exactly. Good point. I I agree. That is a good point. Let's move on to number five. Why is it foolish to focus on earthly things? Do we allow earthly possessions to come between our relationship with God? And how much energy do we expend in our efforts to accumulate material possessions? And is that a good thing? Uh, Why should we not focus uh, on earthly things? And we're kind of I kind mean, of tread the same ground, it, it, but uh, it, it I have a dist- different point. It distracts
1: yeah. from our relationship with God. Yeah. Not not everything, but it, it can potentially some of the stuff could lead us away right. from God. Here's a great one. It just came up actually. We read
2: that yet? Uh, no, we hadn't. Go ahead. Uh, Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all things will be added to you.
0: And I think that says so much. If we seek first the kingdom of God, we're going to get everything we want. But back up. Everything we need. Yes. Not everything we want. But uh, this thought just came to me, gentlemen, when I asked the question, do we allow earthly possessions to come between our relationship with God? I can tell you right now, this is the Super Bowl weekend. Is that right? Super Bowl. Yep. And I can almost guarantee you our attendance... Tomorrow evening or Sunday yeah, evening at, at church. Does it start? Like it's five or five six, or so. Something, five, something like that. The point is attendance is going to be down. If you were to skip church to stay home and watch the Super Bowl, are you putting that earthly event between your relationship uh, You covet with God? that
1: event more than you covet the time. It's where you spend your it's time. It's a question I want to ask. And I, I, think guess, it's I would say something, too, about you said not give you what you want, right? You said that. I disagree with that a little bit because if you're a Christian and you follow these things, what you want is your mm. heavenly account. I you know that's a good that, way that's to a, I mean, I just, I hear that. That's nice what... redirect on that, Chris. Yeah, I'm wow. I sorry. I'm not disagreeing. But you're right. We won't
0: give us what we want on our earthly. Means. If we're wanting earthly things, perhaps God won't bless us with well, those. But if our minds are right, we're focused on heavenly things, we'll
1: He get, may very well what give what us we those. What is a
0: relationship with God after this life. If over. you ask the good Lord to give you strength to help you through a difficult situation, that may very well be something that he's going to give you. Correct. And this
2: this may cause a little controversy here, <laughs> not with y'all, but anyway, I apologize. I'm not judging.
1: Not judging. Jerry. Jerry's captain. <laughs> captain controversy.
2: But how many new bass boats has drove a wedge between that person and God?
0: Oh, I'll jump on that one with you because uh okay, we I don't want to spend all night on this. Yeah, but. I've had a lot of people I've heard say, well...
2: And I'm not saying you shouldn't have a bass boat.
0: I can, no, I'm not saying you... It's, <laughs> it's, Evidently, it's Sunday a, morning's a great time to go. <laughs> it's it's not fish, wrong they, to they have bite. a bass boat, but if you're forsaking the assembly in order to be on the lake fishing, I think you might want to do a little soul-searching on that. That's just my opinion. Have you started noticing it more? And I used to be one of those people when I was away from
1: church, but on Sunday mornings, I usually stop at the gas station. It's next to the Harpeth River. That place is full of people packing up there, getting ready for their canoes and their trips. And I
0: used to be one of them too. Chris, there was a time
1: I was doing the same thing. I was I was there too. Like I always be like, Oh, Sunday, it's a great day. We're going some friends are going canoeing. I will be there.
0: Would you say if you're doing that, you're allowing an earthly activity to come between your relationship and I'm coveting that
1: time more than I'm coveting the time. And that's all
0: we're trying to get people to start doing here is thinking about this. Yeah. It's well that goes
1: back into your uh, where's your heavenly bank account
0: those and, reflections yeah, it's
1: like it's it it's like your 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 report card or, or something like your, right. your health card or whatever
0: and, and kind of another the, the the last part of that question how much energy do we expend in our efforts to accumulate material things so guys if uh let's just say um uh, i want a bigger house i want a nicer car uh, you know actually i'm i'm I need a lake house, too, Chris, because I spend a lot of time there on the weekends, and we're going to have so many family get-togethers and all this. not saying that's wrong. You're going to have that done. But if you're working a lot of hours and your spouse, if you have one, is working, and you're just really putting so much effort and energy into gathering these, these funds to support these things, is that the best use of your time? I don't know if I'm getting too deep with that. I just, no, I know a lot of people work really hard, and the reason they're doing that is to accumulate more and more and more earthly stuff that when it's all over, as we asked in the first question, it means really, nothing. It,
2: well, we'll rot. It will all rot. It, it will it, all perish.
0: Your kids will be fighting over it. Hmm. Maybe. But then, it really, the point is, I'm trying to make is it, it means nothing. Why not take some of that time that you're spending really working hard to accumulate stuff and maybe start trying to. Uh, take some of that time, and help try to bring people to Jesus. It's such a hard topic to, to sit there and think about it. And like, I'm not trying to make people no, angry. But I'm it's, just calling you it's to think. It's a
1: self-reflection for sure. It's like, because I honestly, you said I would love a lake house one. Do I come off as judgmental?
0: I think sometimes maybe I do. No, no. It's I, uh, just, I'm really just trying to pose just, these questions. Food a, for thought. And a lot of times
1: <clears throat> the stuff that we're saying is the stuff that we struggle with personally. That's the experience we speak of It's. I would love one of the new Broncos. You know what I mean? But like spending that much money, I was like, I feel like there's something else I could do more with that oh, yeah. to help. You see what I'm saying? But I, w- I would love. One. Well, you, we go ahead. Jeremy. I'd like to
2: answer a question. You said, "Do I come off judgmental?" Sometimes, like earlier today when I ate that second cupcake, you gave me a look. <laughs> oh, the
0: cupcakes are here. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: gave me a look. Like I was like, well, "That's a
0: judge." Oh, I was certainly judging you, Jeremy. <laughs> wow. I'm glad we got the cupcake. Hey, <laughs> we, we've been lacking back, severely on the cupcake jokes. Yeah, but, we need uh, to be strong on the cupcakes. But when I was, you know, we we're talking about before, like uh, building up treasure treasure in heaven and how how in the end, it, it all, it's really, it means nothing. Well, guess what, guys? The end's going to be here before we know it. Uh, James chapter 4, we're, uh, verse 14.
2: Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes.
0: And that's that's the truth. And <clears throat> can I reference Fred here? Sure, please. Many conversations with Fred, and talking about Fred Stacy, uh, who recently passed, uh, and I think he was in his late nineties. And, and, and you know he told me several times, it, it people think that's really old, but it's like it, he said it went by very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's something that we can take away. Uh, the older I get, the faster everything seems to I be I think going. it does. It, it absolutely does. Do you think when you're on your deathbed, if you happen to be lucky enough to know when that, you know, be there? Uh, I think I'll be there on my deathbed. Are you going to be happy <laughs> that you did less things for Jesus, or do you wish you could go back? At and that probably point, you're probably
1: hoping that you're, you're regretting not. Not doing all that you could do. All I, I meant with the
2: deathbed,
0: if you're if you're yeah, lucid enough yeah, at that time, talking, to, said, sorry, we're, we're all there. Yeah, we're, we're all gonna yeah, like, be on a deathbed to kind
2: of bring up this to help to see if you're doing enough. If you don't have a friend out there, if you have a friend out there that's a non-Christian, and every time your phone rings and it's you on the other end, they're thinking, "Here we go with Jesus again." If they're not thinking that, you're not talking to Jesus about Jesus. You're not doing it right, are you? buddy? Exactly. If they're not getting annoyed with you. Talking about that, then you need to keep talking about it
0: more. Good stuff. Uh, moving on to number six here. And, and all these questions tie into one another. Who deserves the credit for our earthly blessings? God. And, God. And do people want to give themselves the credit instead of God? Sometimes. Do you think the rich man in this parable I think was it, this guy? We said it a
1: little bit earlier. He doesn't doesn't mention how he was blessed by all these like bountifuls or at least bounties from God, it was all him. It was do you all think he ever stuff.
0: thought for a second, you know what, my barns are full? Instead of tearing down the barns and building bigger ones, do you think he ever thought about maybe I could go out and, and give, them, give give food to people who don't have any? No,
2: he didn't think that. I don't think that's was, what he was thinking. He was thinking of buying a bigger barn. He wanted he his ease less. of life.
0: He spoke about his ease of life after the fact. Did, pro- not, did God ever promise an easy road through no. this life? If
2: he did, I don't Paul so. got shafted.
1: A
0: bunch of them <laughs> And the, <laughs> the answer's no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I think if you're living the kind of life you should, you're going to be persecuted. And I think that's
1: where so many people get confused by They're like, in those verses where they say, if you, you, I can't remember which one, but if you pray that the mountain be moved, if you believe, ask them if you believe it will happen to you. They think that, all right, if I believe for that new car, I'm going to get that new car. No, we're talking about like things that align with God's yeah. plan. But you're
2: talking about there's new age religion, yeah. Where I'm going to manifest it into yeah, being. Yeah, it's like by the saying, laws of a, I want a, a new car. secret card. or whatever. The, the universe will give me a new card. By the way, that is horrible. Do not do that. No. That is a new age, which is a religion. Yes. which is idolatry.
1: <laughs> it is. It's crazy. And it, it, there's nothing anything wrong with I, positive thoughts,
0: but I would think anything, uh, any earthly thing that you put between your relationship with God is an idol that you're worshiping. We've said it numerous times that um,
1: we're not promised a happy life, but God gives us peace. I'm not always so, happy, but the more I'm here, the more peaceful I am.
2: I'm always happy with God. Right. I mean, even through hard times, he's there for
0: me. Good so point, Jeremy. He's always
2: a shoulder to yeah. cry on, to lean on. He's always there.
0: In the last part of this question, do people want to give themselves the credence to the god yeah well we we know that now i'm going to ask <laughs> you guys and, and our listeners uh, whether this is you know do you know somebody personally or is there somebody that you know through social media oh yeah that's uh, yes. a lot yeah <laughs> yes. people who have been very wealth uh financially successful we'll say in this life how often do you see them kind of In different seminars, they keep wanting to use the word I. Oh, it's it. Look what I I did. I came up with this plan to maximize our profits. I did this. I feel like too often people are not giving the credit where it needs to go.
2: And, and, and And when they do, if they're doing it like, let's say, sports people, when they're on TV and they do give credit to where it belongs, they generally get cut off the air.
1: That's what I was about to say. You take my word. They cut it out now. Yes, they do. There's been quite a few of these Yes, don't be that stuff. don't yeah. be
0: that person and and, and and go through life trying to think of it like kind of like this. Like when you're blessed, that's a great thing, but it's God that's giving us everything that we've ever Every had. Opportunity. And, and it's God who's gonna give us everything we ever will have. And if you, you need to acknowledge that it it's it's not you. It's God working oh, through correct, you. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, number seven. And this is a good one. Why is it, guys, um, that our society tends to use material wealth and possessions as the marker for success? Do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, you can tell by,
1: like, the religious. So you could be a
0: dirtbag. Yeah. You could be, you know, it doesn't had matter. five different wives. You could have, but if, if you've made a lot of money... You are successful. Well, you're
1: you're powerful, and you're worshipped. Why is that? That's what people want. People want wealth and power. Yeah.
0: And why do people want
1: that? Because it, it feels it's a. Is that human nature?
0: A, yes, I feel like it is. Let me read a verse here, or a passage rather. First Timothy chapter six. For those of you who may be following along, we're going to read six through ten. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into a temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from their faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I reflect on this verse quite a bit. Uh, I try to think about, especially verse 6, when it says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. If we're seeking after Jesus, and as Jeremy read Matthew 6 and 33, if we seek Him first, all the other things will yeah. be added unto us. Yeah. If we seek Him... And we're content with what we have, and with our needs being met. He tells us that's a great thing; it's a tremendous thing. And what does he tell us about? It's not being rich; it's the desire. It's not money; it's the love of it. It's, that's right. That's the root it's exactly, of all it's evil. Exactly where. I mean, look at this: the
1: very first humans on here. What did what? What was their downfall? What was the society trend then? They wanted the power that God had. They want to be like God. They wanted that same to be equals with him. I mean, that might be fake, but they they ate of the tree because Satan told them you'd be able to see and have the knowledge that God has.
0: I'm going to uplift everybody and let you know that if you're like me, <laughs> you're one of these people out there who are not rich. Hey, we've actually got some Usually good things to be... Usually the people that say they're not rich, they're rich, though. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, we know for a fact... That he says here, fall the desire to be rich, you're going to fall into temptations, snares, foolish and harmful lusts. You're going to drown in destruction and perdition. Uh, you're going to pierce yourself through with many sorrows. That don't sound like a very good set of things to happen <laughs> to you, does it? No, it doesn't. Now, what do anyway. they always say? More money, more problems? Uh, that's well, not in the Bible. That is not in the Bible. Yeah, but... In the Bible. Coming back to the society tends to use material wealth and, and possessions as a marker for it's success. A power. It's country, I, I, I can't disagree with sure that point. Let's, uh, okay, let's move on. And, and again, all these kind of tie in together. We're going to take a minute and just briefly talk about Solomon. Mm-hmm. Chris, you want to fill us in a little bit on Solomon?
1: Uh, Solomon was... Considering, I think even to today's age, the still the richest person to ever exist. And when
0: you look in Man. First Kings, there uh, is that where I referenced that. Did I
2: First Kings eleven four thirteen?
0: Basically, oh, what no, he that's said. No,
2: that's not the right one.
0: Uh, it's First Kings three. That's God was uh, going to give Solomon either wisdom? wealth or wisdom, wisdom. he chose yes. wisdom, and instead he and got, he got both. both of them. But yes. he said at the time regarding his wisdom, never has been anybody on the earth. Been going to be as wise as you, yet nobody coming after you will be as wise either. So we're we're told, that, you know, right? Basically, he's as. And there's the most a lot of stories. If you never studied. Jesus medicine.
2: was probably wiser than he. Yeah. He'll be well, God, the
0: guy, I think human <clears throat> would be. Our, our thing here, though, is uh, God gave Solomon wisdom and wealth. And what so he, what I'm getting at is he had access to probably every pleasure that could is did. imaginable.
2: And what happened to Solomon?
0: He fell into temptation.
2: And not only did he fall, he
0: turned from God. Mm -hmm. And he was probably pierced through with many sorrows.
2: Well, the question is always brought up when you bring up Solomon's fall. Did he turn back to God? It doesn't really say. We just know that he turned and God took the kingdom from him. He said, well, I'm not going to take it from you because of your father, David, who loved me. But I'm going to take it from your son when you pass mm-hmm. and he did he took it from him so we don't know if solomon ever came back or the not. the end of the story which is a very good story because solomon was handed wealth and wisdom and he, he had everything and he blew the one that counted the most the what does he say God. when it's
0: all over in in the line after he's had all this he's made all these mistakes but he's mm-hmm. had access to everything that we as humans typically would like to have access to right mm-hmm. oh, yeah. riches and wealth and this and that he said it's all vanity. It is. And in the end of Ecclesiastes there, in chapter 12, verse 13, he tells us, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. That makes me feel like, really, in this life, you're not going to find true happiness and, and peace within yourself through material things, earthly things. They're, it's they're, only through the heavenly things. The
1: happiness and the things we get on earth, they're, they're fleeting. They
0: disappear. They're, they're, oh, yeah. And we can't take them with us. I mean, no, that's a cliche, but it's know. true. You, you no.
2: Know. That's what we talked about earlier. If you go and you're like, I'm going to work 70 hours a week for the next three months and I'm going to buy me a new car, 15 years that car's
1: rust. It's gone. It's,
2: and
0: and, and you yeah. probably got a 15 year note on it. So is yeah, it even still like, running and, at the end of the 15 year term? Who knows? You want
1: something else. It's never, it's never, uh, but it's, it never, never is. remains. Is.
0: Yeah. Godliness with the contentment is a great game.
2: You're looking for I the focus quick on gratification. That. Instead of the gratification that comes from God that's long lasting. Do you think there's been anybody
0: <laughs> on this earth who's uh, if they've got a void within themselves through their lack of their relationship with God, that they filled that with material things? Yeah,
2: hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Do you
0: think that they're able to do that?
2: I think I was, the I was rich I was the rich to one. yeah. Well, I, think I think the rich fool did it. Whether well, with well, some Bibles it's called the rich fool, the others just called the rich man, but I think that's exactly it what is He is a did. fool. He he tried to Feel all that he's like. Look at me. I don't have to do anything anymore. Right. I'm going to store all these grains. I'm going to build a bigger well, barn. The,
1: f- the further and further the countries and the and society gets away from God, the more you see them try to fill with this stuff. then it just never, it never satisfies. It
0: never makes them content. If you go back to point number seven about the society using wealth as a marker for success, that's what people are led to believe mm-hmm. that if. It, If I just won the lottery, Chris, and could get millions of dollars, that would take care of every problem, right? I'd be happy as could be. At least
2: for a week, it would. (laughs) Maybe for
0: a few days, but we have many examples that show that that is just not the case. The only way to really have true peace in your lives is through your relationship with God. So to finish this off, guys, it's been a fantastic discussion. And I'm asking the listeners, I'm asking myself, I'm asking Jeremy and Chris, where would we stand if we knew our souls would be required of us this very day? What if we were put in the rich fool's position? Can somebody read Hebrews 9 and verse 27?
2: Yeah. And just as it was appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment.
0: We're all going to stand before judgment. We don't know when that day is going to occur. We don't know if we're going to make it home from this podcast. No, you don't. Knowing that, that our lives are so fleeting, they're like a vapor, we read in James. Why are we not doing more to solidify our relationship with Jesus Christ?
1: We
2: should and be every day.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's the growth. And it's one of the things that we were talking about earlier. It's like, am I doing enough? I, I'm hoping to grow. I'm afflicted when I think that I haven't done enough. Like, to answer your question, I, I don't know. And that's a scary, scary Prospect for me to not know exactly.
0: But we need to be thinking
1: about you it. You have to think about it every day. We yeah. need to be
0: worrying about it. Through In the What parent. is it uh, about uh, fear and trembling? We work yeah. on our faith through fear and trembling. Uh, and,
1: and fear is respect. Because uh, also on the other day people were like, why should we fear God? Why would he want us to fear? Oh, fear is respect. You should fear the, should the fear. separation from him. That's like, right. The separation from him. You should fear that. But he's a loving God.
0: Jeremy? Uh, To answer the
2: question, I'm hopefully going to be in heaven with Jesus. It was ended right now.
0: Absolutely, I hope so. Closing thoughts on this?
2: Just, I don't think a person will ever think they can do enough. But just give your faith over to Jesus, and he'll take care of the rest for you. And you'll, with that faith, will be a drive in you that you'll change and you'll want to do more to help others, to read your Bible more, to. Pray more, and all this will come. And if you start getting stagnant, and you know you're getting stagnant, you're like, "Oh, I ain't picked up my Bible. Just pick up your Bible and start reading." Nobody says you got to read 16 chapters. Get up and read a couple verses from Psalms. Just anything, just mm-hmm. to help lighten it up and pray for it.
0: Pray. pray. We all—that's a big thing. We
2: all grow stagnant if we if we're not careful. And there's times of the year, throughout the year, you're like, "Oh, I, I need to do a little more because I've been complacent here."
0: And I think you're going to solve some of that stagnation by effort by doing we talked about with chris the uh, as an athlete you, you don't stay in the same spot guys you're either getting worse or you're getting better mm-hmm. so if you feel like you're getting complacent with your christianity you're open you're your bible closer and pray to god for it. or you're falling
1: further yeah. away there's there's no offense there's no yeah. other way around it
2: maybe it's a good habit if you're getting stagnant just go to luke 12 16 through 21 and read the parable of the rich fool
0: mm-hmm. I'll tell you what gentlemen this has been a very uplifting Discussion with you guys. Uh, this has been a good one. I've gotten a lot out of this. I like these last two parable ones. They were yeah. good. Thanks, Jeremy, for bringing that up. And hopefully, we'll, I think we'll continue those. Or are we going to try to do one of those next week, perhaps?
2: Uh, yeah, we might do the uh, the prodigal son, sun, or maybe we'll do something else we discussed earlier tonight. All right. We're all the prodigal son. We'll, we'll let
0: everybody know next week <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <No> <laughs> well, good talk,
2: gentlemen. Uh, where can
0: we be found, Jeremy? Uh,
2: we can be found at on Facebook, Cousins for Christ. If you would please, if you hadn't liked that Facebook page, where we can get more and get more traction
1: yeah. and share, share it please. Sharing's a big
2: yes. Please share it with somebody you think might need it uh, or might be interested in it. You can also find us on Spotify for Cousins for Christ. Uh, please, if you we come try to get it out every Thursday night. I mean, it might vary from day to day, but if you can get it, if you would please share that, we'd appreciate it. And if you listen on Apple Pod. You can find us on for Cousins for Christ if you would. Once again, I please share it, share it, share it. It helps us get out there, and it helps us grow, and, and maybe to do more. And that's that's, that's what our real. goal. That's what yeah. Exactly. And it ain't for us that we're wanting to do it. We're all wanting to do it just to honor God and glorify Him.
1: Although I get a lot from this.
0: I get, oh, a, I lot. get a lot out of it. But I, I agree with Jeremy and, and Chris. Our goal here is to uh, broaden the borders of the kingdom. To hopefully help save some souls yes. mm-hmm. and that's, that's the great commission, right? It is. And that's kind of our part of doing that.
2: And I'd like to throw this out there too. Um, if y'all have any prayer requests, please drop them on Facebook and let us know. You don't
1: even have to give us the name or just somebody in your life. You can give the first you just, name. You don't have to just whatever can, you feel comfortable we with. We can we're give it in than... our church. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we go
2: to two different churches. or we're, we're divided in churches here and, uh, we can give it at church. We can give it on the podcast. And that way all the listeners can get out there and maybe say a prayer throughout the week for the person. If anybody knows anybody, just don't hesitate. We'll do our best to get it out there.
0: Absolutely. Should we close in order of prayer? Yes, sir. Our most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we come to thee again in prayer, thanking you for all the many gifts and the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. We pray, Lord, that we're always, will thank you and, uh, We know that you're the provider of all that we've ever had, all that we ever will have, and that all great and good things come from you, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that we don't allow material and earthly things to stand between our relationship with you. We ask you at this time, Lord, to please forgive us of our sins because we often do and say and think things we shouldn't. We often fall short, but we know that through you and through the grace that we have through Jesus Christ that we can be forgiven of those things. We thank you so much for all your blessings. We ask at this time, Lord, to be with all those out there who are suffering, who are in sickness and are bereaved, that, uh, that you will comfort them as only you can. We ask you, especially at this time, to be with Nelson and Raven as they as they go through a very difficult time, Lord, to give them your strength and that your comfort that, uh, that we know that you can do. All things can be done through you. We pray, Lord, that all of our efforts here, that it's to bring honor and glory to you, Lord, uh, to praise your name. We thank you for son, Jesus, and we ask all of these blessings and favors in, in his name. Amen. Amen. Amen.